This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Ringgit and Sense is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Good morning. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense, the show all about personal finance. And I'm Sim Weeboon. If you're into personal finance and money, you've definitely heard of the term FIRE in the past decade or so. Now, FIRE, F-I-R-E, stands for Financial Independence Retire Early. It's a lifestyle movement with the goal of gaining financial independence and retiring early, as the name suggests. The model became particularly popular among millennials in around the 2010s, gaining traction through online communities via blogs, podcasts, online discussion forums, and whatnot. Even here on Ringgit & Sense, we've had conversations about FIRE. In a nutshell, those seeking to attain FIRE intentionally maximize their savings rate by finding ways to increase their income or decrease expenses, along with aggressive investments that, again, increases their wealth and or income. The objective is to accumulate as much assets as you can, resulting in a passive income that provides enough money uh, for living expenses through one's retirement years. Upon reaching financial independence, paid work is optional, so you can just kick back, relax, and do what you like at a young age until the end of your life. But... On the backdrop of the pandemic, the ailing economy and how things have changed, how sustainable has the fire movement become? Is it still burning bright or has it cooled down due to the economic realities? Now, joining me to discuss this is Rajan Devadasan. He's the CEO of RD Wealth Creation and also a licensed financial planner with Manulife Investment Management Malaysia Berhad. Rajan, good morning and welcome to the show. Hi, Sim. It's so good to be back. So, okay, um, you've been in the industry for a long time, so you were definitely Definitely there when the term fire has been first brought up, right? So I want to get, and most likely your experience predates the trend of fire. So I want to get first your initial reaction, if you can remember, uh, when the first person told you about fire, how, what, what did you think of it? Well, the first time I heard the term, it was a case of why api api, why fire? And then it took a while to figure out what was uh, actually going on. I did a little bit of digging to prepare for this interview. And uh, while it is true that I have been in the profession, the financial planning profession for quite a while, um, I think what you said about uh, my involvement in financial planning predating FIRE is accurate in terms of the movement being birthed in Malaysia and then gaining momentum. That is definitely true. But I think, if I am not mistaken, it was actually um, first brought up, I think, in a book that came out in 1994. Now, uh, this year I'm 59. And in 1994, I was um, in the midst of changing careers. I shifted from being a business journalist to an investment analyst. And at that juncture, I did not know about fire at all. But also, it had not built up momentum in Malaysia. Uh, when I first heard about it, for me, it was uh, sort of mid-career as far as my financial planning profession is concerned. And I certainly liked certain aspects of fire. But as I began to pay more and more attention to the way that people were chasing after this particular dream, I began to get a, a, a very... Um, cold sense uh, right at my core that something wasn't quite right. So let me first tell you what aspects of FIRE I do like. Just to recap, FIRE stands for Financial Independence, Retire Early. Now, it's wonderful. I mean, all of us should basically push for financial independence. Um, 
over the decades, I've actually um, formulated and then built something called the Rajan David Dawson Blueprint for Financial Freedom. And um, I, I won't, I've spoken about it here, so I'm not going to spend too much time. But it does have five elements that each individual should think about. Uh, active income, operational expenses, your regular payments on your portfolio of debt, the building up of your emergency buffer fund, and the passive income stream that you will garner, that you will generate from a wealth pyramid. Now, if you stop and think about it, and um, you know, a large part of my financial planning practice is centered upon that blueprint. And then if you think about FIRE, there are huge overlaps. I think it's wonderful that people should work hard, people, people should save and invest as much as they possibly can, and uh, they should push to try and be successful. So those aspects of FIRE, I think, are wonderful. But I am very, very uncomfortable with the retire early movement. It used to be, and I, I hearken back to the, the way I was thinking as a teenager, that, oh, I want to retire at the age of 30. Mm. Uh, and then what will you do? And then, you know, you watch TV and you think, oh, people who retire early uh, will play golf. I didn't know anything about playing golf at all. <laughs> I still don't, by the yeah, way. Neither do I. But uh, it was a case of, oh, it sounds very appealing. And so the older I got and um, the more attention I paid to global economic trends, the more I began to realize that while we should aspire to succeed as early as we possibly can, the world that we live in is actually increasingly troubled. I mean, all you have to do is pick up a newspaper or, or listen to BFM News. And there's just so many things wrong with it. And that effectively means that for those of us who are contributing members of society, and I'm not just talking about being a citizen of Malaysia. I'm talking about being a citizen of the world. For those of us who are capable, and if you stop and think about it, if you're economically capable to do something that the vast majority cannot, which is actually get to the point of achieving financial independence early, it just seems to me like such a massive waste of talent to take yourself out of the work workforce. Right. Retiring at the prime of your life, it seems like a missed opportunity. I agree with you. You know, we have one life to live and the highest calling each of us can have is actually to live a life of service to others. Ideally, what you do is you live a life of service to others, you help as many people as you possibly can and along the way, you earn a decent living. That's like the super sweet spot. But I will give this advice. I think um, young people who aspire to retire early should ask themselves, is it because you currently hate your job and you just want to get out of the rat race? And if that's the case, I am with you. My very first job in Malaysia after coming back. So what happened was I graduated. I worked for KPMG, uh, the, the accounting giant. Uh, I worked for it in the UK, um, spent about a year there. And then I realized not a very good fit. So I mm -hmm. left. Um, and then it took me months. Uh, I got back from England in October, uh, late October 1989. It took me until March 1990 to land a job with TV3. Now, TV3 back then in 1990 was super cool. It was like the flashiest, most modern thing around. But when I went in, I found that there was a huge uh, dichotomy uh, between uh, the external TV station persona and the kind of stuff that uh, went on inside. And 
uh, it, it was a very effective news org- organization, but it didn't fit me well. So I actually left after just 17 days. Um, so, you know, you talk about snowflakes nowadays, right? It's a very... Um, uh, it's a very negative term. But, you know, I'm the one who kept quitting jobs when I was very young as well. So I fully understand if you don't love your job, you don't like your job, please leave. And you're, it's much better for you to leave early. But yeah. I would suggest that people, especially if they're young, take time to discover their passions and be brave. Be brave about changing your jobs, preferably early on, so that you can, as, as soon as possible, find your preferred lane in life. And then decide, is this where I'm supposed to be? Is this what I was called to do? Is this why I was put on earth? And if that's the case, and you find your groove and you find your lane, why would you ever want to stop? Be the very best. Not just the very best in your town and city. Aim to be the very best in Malaysia. And after you've done that, maybe aim to be the very best in ASEAN and the very best in the Asia-Pac. The world is your oyster. And if you give yourself a multi-decade runway, why can't you aspire to be the best in the world? All right, we're going to take a short break for some messages. Don't go anywhere. BFM 89.9. Stay tuned for Ringgit and Sense, brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia. Welcome back. You're tuned in to Ringgit and Sense. I'm Sim Weeboon and today's topic is FIRE, F-I-R-E, Financial Independence, Retire Early, and why it's not as hot as you might think it is. Joining me to discuss this is Rajan Devadasan, CEO of RD Wealth Creation. He's also a licensed financial planner with Manulife Investment Management, Malaysia Berhad. So Rajan, when you retire early, there's a lot more time for something to go wrong that could drain your nest egg, no matter how many millions you've had, right? We've saw billions wiped off of the world's richest man just by a, a single tweet. I feel like those that aspire to retire early um, run a higher risk of having something go wrong throughout their retirement. Do you agree with this? I agree with you 100%. The best way to actually think about it is this. Only God knows how long we're going to live. And so think about our entire life as a, a long piece of string. And uh, maybe you start off with just, you know, like regular white or off-white string, Okay. And then you think about three segments of the string running from left to right in different colors. Uh, Let's say it's something like uh, green, blue, and red, let's Mm say. Um, The green portion may be maybe the first 18 to 23 years of your life when you are growing up, you're learning, you're equipping yourself to be able to function economically. So that's green. Blue would be the prime of your life when you're actually earning money. And red is, um, it starts at the point of retirement right till the time God calls you home. Yeah. Okay. Now, none of us knows how long that piece of string is. But the biggest risk facing people in retirement is longevity risk. Mm. And what that means is more and more people are facing the very, very real possibility of running out of money before they run out of breath. The biggest risk all of us face is living too long. Come back to my string. (laughs) We've got green, we've got blue, we've got red. Um, Green is when we, we grow up, hopefully we enjoy our childhood, we prepare. Blue is the prime of our life. Yes. And what the fire people are doing is they're shortening blue and they are forcing themselves to have a longer red. And your point, Sim, was absolutely right. The probability of something going wrong is enormous. 
Now, I want to give you a, a real example. This is, I'm, I'm not casting aspersions on an individual who has done very, very well. Mm-hmm. But people can always check this. There's a guy called Sam Dogen. Sam, normal spelling, Dogen. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. D-O-G-E-N. He's deemed to have been um, a fire movement pioneer. And back in 2012, at the age of just 34, he successfully retired with 3 million US dollars. Um, and, and that's a remarkable achievement. Well, very recently, as in 2023, Sam Dogan has aged from 34 to 45. It's 11 years later. I think last month in April 2023, um, he was interviewed and he basically said that he had to go back to work to afford his, his kids' college education. Yeah. Now, 45 is still young, particularly in an, in, in an age where people yeah. are growing older and older. And he is obviously super capable. But for every one Sam Dogan who is able to wisely look at the situation and say, cool, no problems at all, I will go back in and I'll start earning big bucks again. But what about the people who adopt fire and they aren't able to succeed to the same extent? And maybe for them, just retiring early is like retire at 45, retire at 50, or right now retire at 55 because the official Malaysian retirement age is 60. And let's say they are level of success is decent and they're they're okay if everything goes according to plan. Yes. If portfolio returns continue to compound at whatever rate, if the average inflation rate stays below a certain cap, um, if medical insurance rates don't, uh, I'm sorry, medical inflation rates don't explode upward, kids' tertiary education, particularly if you want to educate your kids overseas, if those don't explode upward, if the Malaysian ringgit doesn't continue to tank. I mean, come on. Do you realize that in the last few months, we've all got fairly comfortable or at least resigned to the ringgit being 4.4? If you proactively, unilaterally curtail the middle blue portion of the prime of your working life, and then you retire And what if by the time you wake up to the fact that, oops, I got my numbers wrong. And this is why I think it's really useful to work with a licensed financial planner. This, by the way, is not a plug for me, but it may be a plug for the profession. Absolutely. I think there is a lot that we bring to the table. But I think it actually makes sense for us to choose to contribute. And if we turn fire on its head and we make it our goal maybe to move from FIRE to uh, FICL, which is not fancy, you know, it doesn't give you a nice mnemonic. But what if we aim for financial independence as early as possible, of course, but we aim to contribute longer. So the CL is contribute longer. Um, There will be a greater sense of satisfaction, a greater sense of, of knowing that your life has counted for something. The world needs leaders. Yeah. Look Look all around. I mean, right now, uh, as we speak, uh, Janet Yellen of the U.S. Treasury is warning the politicians that if they don't get their act together, America may run out of money the by debt June ceiling. 1st. Yep. The debt ceiling, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, you've got a whole bunch of politicians, okay, who are not technocrats, who are not economists, and they are playing around not just with the U.S. global market, with the U.S. capital market, they're playing with the global market. And it's terrifying. As people begin to age, their capacity to handle risk drops. Yes. And so it is so much better for us to continue to work as long as we can, extend the blue section so that when we finally do retire, the red section that we need to fund is not that long. And so that is the primary reason that I don't think fire is safe 
for most people. Okay, so then what line of thinking should they be having? I know you mentioned FICL, but specifically, what should they be practicing if they want to be financially independent, if they want to retire at a comfortable age, but still be flexible enough uh, that they can respond to these emergencies that might happen during the red line? Having a larger net worth is safer than having a smaller net worth. And when you're building your net worth, Generally speaking, in anyone's wealth accumulation pyramid, so to speak, there are four activities, saving, investing, speculating, and gambling. I happen to think gambling is stupid. This is not a halal haram thing. It is just that when it comes to gambling, we are creating a risk where there wasn't one to begin with. Um, I have, um, up to this point, speculated quite successfully sometimes, but I have blown up with far more speculations. And my brain actually chooses to exercise selective amnesia. So I cannot remember the times I've blown up, but I know that I have. And so uh, on balance, I've lost more money from my speculations than the enormous amounts that I have made for others. But when it comes to saving and investing, plain vanilla, super boring, those are the things that actually allow you, when you begin to harness the power of compound interest over decades, to work for you. I think everybody should actually aspire to achieve financial independence as early as possible. The term that I use in my work is financial freedom. What is financial freedom? Uh, Again, what I use when I explain to my audiences, to my clients, is um, to reach the point where you have sufficient passive income to meet all normal expenses. Sufficient passive income to meet all normal expenses. You want to try and achieve that as early as you possibly can. But you see, when you mention this part about making compound interest work for you and invest so that this thing works for you, right? Isn't that also essentially similar to what fire advocates are preaching? Where do you and that line of thinking diverge? Okay, actually, I'm going to say that the point of divergence is the point that you brought up, that if you retire too early, the red portion, again, I come back to my piece of string, which hopefully helps Mm -hmm. everyone. We got the green bit, maybe up to age 18 to 23. Mm-hmm. We've got the blue bit, which is maybe 18 to 23 onward. And then uh, if, you're, if you're a fire advocate and you retire at 40, then it stops at 40. Um, I hope to retire at 75. My late father, uh, who died at 85 and a half, uh, really only closed his law practice just after his 85th birthday. Mm. So you might say that with my goal to retire at 75, Compared to my father, I'm aiming for early retirement. Exactly, almost but, a decade. Uh, but yeah. a lot of people would assume, would say that I'm fairly extreme. And actually, in many ways, I am. Um, the longer we work, the bigger the buffer that we have. Um, remember, I was talking about the net worth, and I yeah. said it's better to have a higher, bigger net worth than a smaller net worth. Within your net worth, we were talking about saving, investing, spe- uh, speculating, and gambling. And to be able to handle the vagaries of the, of, the, of the economic realities that we face today, we need to be invested over the long haul, but we need to be able to stay invested. Because if you try and time the market, you're going to get it wrong. Yep. Time in the market is far more important than timing the market. But how do you build up the courage to be able to deal with plummeting capital markets. And the way to do that is to have a mega fat savings pile. Mm. And it takes time to do that. 
a comfortable cushion. A very, very comfortable cushion. And to be paranoid about it so that you have more than enough. And if you don't spend it, if you die early enough, give it away. Yep, exactly. Leave it for the world, the children, or, you know, a cause that needs the help. Yeah. With that, we've reached the end of our conversation for today's Ringgit and Cents. I've been speaking to Rajan Devadasan, CEO for RD Wealth Creation. He's also a licensed financial planner with Manulife Investment Management Malaysia Berhad. Join us again next week for more discussions on personal finance. We've got the 10am news bulletin coming up next, followed by Enterprise. I'm Sim Weeboon from The Morning Run, BFM 89.9. Ringgit and Cents is brought to you by Sun Life Malaysia your lifetime insurance and Takaful partner. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.